0: Choosing a career in sales is a risk many people aren't willing to take, but if you can handle the risk, a sales career can be the most rewarding challenge you'll ever face. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the place where we study together how to win at the game of sales by examining unique strategies behind successful sales efforts and seek ways to find our own success in what continues to be a fascinatingly complex marketplace. If your goal is to create a standout sales career amidst the noise and endless competition, these discussions with leaders in the field will inform, educate, entertain, and inspire you. Get ready to uncover your unfair advantage. Welcome to the So You're in Sales podcast. Every marketplace has a lot of competition, and it's really, really difficult to stand out from your competitors. So if you're doing that, we would really, really enjoy having you on the program. If you're employing a strategy that you can share with the community that might give us a piece of that same unfair advantage for our own business, you would be a hero in the So you in Sales community. And I would love nothing better than to give you a chance to tell your story and help us understand the ways that you personally and your business are standing out in these crowded, noisy, and difficult times. If you're interested in joining us on the program, please message me via LinkedIn, and we will get you on the program at a future date. In the meantime, let's hear from our new guest, Stan Phelps, who's joined us in previous episodes. Stan is coming on the program this time to talk about his latest book, Black Goldfish, which if you listen closely, it sounds a whole lot like maybe this might be the last in Stan's Goldfish series which is quite an accomplishment in and of itself now in the quantity, sheer quantity of books that he's been able to write. And Black Goldfish is supposed to be an amalgamation of all the other colors in the series to kind of wind things up and put a ribbon on the package and make those of us who have joined stand for the Goldfish journey have a final destination for the road that we've traveled in trying to surprise and delight our clients that Creole word that we've all come to know and love called lanyap. I think it was a great conversation as it always is. Give it a listen. So here you are again. I, like, you know, my, uh, are books like tattoos for you yet? Like, is that, <laughs> do you get the itch? Are you like, oh my God, it's been too long. I need another book. Like, how does, how does that process work out for you at what? This is number 17.
1: This is number 17. It's a little bit full circle because the first three I wrote on my own, and then everyone since you included, I've had a co-author. Yep. And I decided to do black as kind of a culmination of what I've learned now from studying now over five thousand case studies. Yep. And and sixteen books and and specifically ten different colors. Right. So uh, I'm not sure uh, tattoos. <laughs> but but I, I see the analogy. And I and I don't know, I don't know when my next book will be. Oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably sit on it for a little bit.
0: All right. Well, and there's reason for it, right? Like the the arc of the series became sort of a part of the narrative along the way, right? And that's not easy to accomplish as an author because most of the time you exhaust the topic. Right, long before you get to the canon that you've created. So, talk about that evolution. Like this, there, there's been kind of a tale to this thing along the way to help you arrive at black. So, talk about like how that's all wound itself up.
1: Yeah. So, I, you know, the the quick backstory is you go back 12 years ago, and I was working for as a number two at an experiential marketing agency. And we were doing kind of these larger-than-life, crazy activations. And it was all about distracting people, trying to earn media. Um, You know, and and I just saw that I thought marketing should be going in a different direction. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know which direction. So I spent about a year writing. And I had this, like, moment of truth. And it led me to... Starting a project that I called the Purple Goldfish Project, and the and the idea was to find a thousand and one examples of companies that did little things mm-hmm. to kind of elevate the experience. And I don't know what I was thinking when I picked a thousand and one. That was stupid. <laughs> um, and it took me over two years. I was still working in you know in in that role at, at Synergy. Kind of heading up our creative and business development and and I always knew that the goal was to to write a book at the end of the the arc of that so so 2012 I mean ten years ago almost to the day purple came out Wow and I thought all right that's my I always wanted to write a book I think it's a lot you know about eighty percent of people say they've got a book in them and um, I thought maybe that's it but what intrigued me is what I learned by going through a thousand examples, because, Roger, the, the companies that really got this principle of a purple goldfish, kind of the, what I would call marketing land yap, right? A little something extra. What was amazing, they got it even more so, the ones that were really great, they got it more so for the employees than they did the customer. Right. And that led me to green, um, and and green was great. Green was, you know, looking at um, looking at, you know, a thousand and one examples again of and it was a little easier because you could have multiple group examples from a company. But it was the little things that you did to drive the engagement with your employees and reinforce your culture. Um, beyond and green was a little bit beyond compensation. Right. Right. And and. and So I did that, and then the revelation that came during that was that what I've learned is very quickly, I used to think you treated all your customers and all your employees the same, like I'm a fairness guy, right? That just seems fair to me. And what I learned really quickly is that all customers and all employees are not created equal. Right. Your your top 20% of customers and your top 20% of your sales team are, are not like everyone else. right? Typically for a business, 80% of profitability may not be 80% of sales, but 80% of profitability comes from your top 20% of customers. 80% of your sales are typically driven by your top 20% of salespeople, mm-hmm. right? And so Golden... I, I smartened up. I only did 200 examples for golden, <laughs> but golden was the idea of how do you do the same principle, but how do you, how do you do the little things for your best, you know, what, what, what we call your vital few. And, and so that came out and that, that was like the trilogy. I wrote them all myself and I went, all right, I think that's pretty good that I've done a trilogy. And then in, in, in 2014, I began working with IBM as what they call a futurist, which is a very kind way of saying influencer. Huh. Right. Um, but what I saw, started to see the role that technology, data, and analytics were going to play in being able to deliver that great experience. So for this, the first time I part, because technology is not my background. Mm-hmm. And UX isn't my background. I partnered with Evan Carroll, who you know well, and we did Blue Goldfish, and blue was was literally all about this idea of, you know, how do I leverage what I know, and how do I get to know our, my customer better so I can deliver a more personalized experience? And then, very quickly, that led to me doing red. I started to see the thread of how important purpose was in some of the other books in the series um, so red red yeah. jumped into it with Graham Newell, and that's near and dear to both of our hearts because we did promo edition. yeah, it's great and um, and then I you know then I hooked up with with uh, Dave Rendell and we did pink, which we've now done pink 2.0 as one of the most recent books. And pink was really back to my heart as a marketer. And, and I went from pink and I'm going to go really quickly yellow, which focused on happiness, which is kind of a very lofty goal. But if you think about it, at the end of the day, you want happy customers, you want happy employees, And hopefully purpose wise, you're giving back to society and making life, you know, life in our world a little bit happier. And and then, you know, I from there, I did gray, which was kind of leadership oriented around the generations, like leading across. Now we have five generations in the workplace, which is so key. And then the last two, which is my first sales book, was was Diamond. Um, and diamond, you know, diamond was great. Um, it was all about how do you how do you thrive under pressure, mm-hmm. um, and and then I did uh, silver, which was all about kind of communication and how do you become more effective in terms of presenting. Um, so very important from a, a sales perspective, but I really felt like you know to to kind of come back. I really wanted to try to put a framework around the whole effort. Uh and that's that's where black comes in. Black is you get the color black when you combine all of the other colors together.
0: For me, it's sort of um I'm reminded of Forrest Gump, the movie, when he was running, right? Mm. And everyone was trying to like follow along and make sense of why he had made the choice to do what he was doing. And then he just decided I'm done. (laughs) And for many people, like, I think for, for, like for me, for you, it's kind of like going to the top of the mountain and finding the Buddha and saying, what does it all mean? Right. What is it like? Okay. So I did all that and it was a journey And you learned a lot of stuff along the way, those of us who consumed what you created. It really was. It was like every time you'd bring a new book out, it was like, oh, wow, there's a new layer to the onion that I hadn't considered. But, man, yeah, no, that makes sense. All right. Well, we definitely are adding that one. But then you get to the end and you're like, okay, like this has changed since you started. Things have changed enormously since you started.
1: It, it it has. And um and I'm going to share really, really quickly what I call the 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 black matrix. OK, so as you I'm a big fan of kind of frameworks. I'm a visual yeah. thinker. And so what's challenging about this book, it really had me think, like, if you were going to start out, where would you start and how does the progression go? Right. Um, So we've created a three by three matrix, which is not easy, but I'm super excited about it. DX stands for differentiated experience. And uh, I think it's very difficult now to just think about, you know, customers in a silo or employees in a silo or even your brand in a silo. I think today we need to kind of think collectively about how are we creating that differentiated experience that our employees deliver, that our customers absolutely love and talk about, and how do we stand out collectively in the marketplace? So one of the things I'm really excited about from Black is I've created kind of a manifesto Mm -hmm. And the manifesto kind of goes like this. Your your brand is no longer just what you tell people it is. It's the differentiated experience that your employees deliver. It's what you stand for and how your customers feel. And most importantly, your brand is what your customers and employees tell others about their experience. All else is derivative of this and only this. So I've tried to kind of take the whole, what I've learned from the 10 things and try to put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 again, I think, you know, we, we throw around the word brand too much. Um, and, you know, if we're honest, branding is probably best left for cattle you know your your logo is not your brand right what you what you go and you put on your website is not your brand it's kind of like culture right it's it's what happens when you're not in the room right it's what gets said about you so that's that was kind of the big kind of aha coming out of this
0: knowing you the way i do and knowing how you are just so nerdy about the data and research and doing the work and making sure that there's reference material available for the skeptic who wants to uh, somehow drag this concept out on the carpet and examine it.
1: You know, I, you know, one of the things that I, I had, I didn't do with the book, but it's been suggested to me, and I, I may write about it is to look at organizations that are almost like Black Hall of famers right right so they they're amazing from a brand perspective they do great things for their customers they've got a super strong culture and purpose yep. you know their employees are ultra engaged and bought in um, I think there's some good stories out there um, you know but but what I wanted also to you know sometimes we can get fixated on the you know, the ones that we all hear about. Sure. Um, And it's like, you can get discouraged really quickly because I'm never going to be X and I may never be Y.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But what I like, again, about the matrix and the progression of the book is, hey, start with purple, green, and gold. Right. You know, small things that you can do. We're not talking about heavy lifts, right? And then the next level up, um, so that's all about what I call value and maintenance in that okay. bottom left. And then the, the next level and the next three boxes are warmth and competence. And so that's from a competence perspective, that's blue. So how do I, even it, it could be very basic on how you leverage the data that you have about your customers to deliver that better experience. Uh, the warmth bit is, is red. Sure. So it's, it's tapping into your intent and your reason for being um, and doing things to bring that to life. And then it's also kind of a mix of that is also pink at that, at that level is, 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 how do you reinforce and stand out and be different by tapping into both the warmth and the competence? You know, how do you be, you don't have to be great at everything, but greet, be great at the things that your customers value the most.
0: Yeah. Um, and focus your activities on strengthening your strengths.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and realize that, you know, every weakness that you have also has a corresponding strength to it. Right. Right. So don't be afraid of your flaws because that might be hiding your actually biggest advantages. Um, and then. Kind of that top level um, is, is um, we, talk about the, we talk about the concept of really getting to that top level of, of both progress, so like beyond competence, like how do you actually get to progress so you're a vital part of your customers' and your employees' lives, and then there's connection, which we think is actually above warmth. Um, which is kind of that deeper level where you're connecting with with your customers and your employees, um, very much purpose-based. And up there is things like happiness, it's Mm -hmm. communication, it's how do you lead across the generations, how do you manage yourself and your prospects and clients under pressure. And that kind of leads to that top, way top right is where kind of it all comes together with black
0: as I'm listening as someone who is a little more versed in the series than maybe the listeners are. So almost like listening you to you describe Maslow's hierarchy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and really quickly, this is kind of, if you look over to the right here, that's the, that's the matrix. Yeah. And again, the goal is to kind of get up to level up to that, that top right. If you can, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. You know, green was based totally on, you know, foundation here. Right. Mm-hmm. If you if you flipped it a little bit, strong foundation and then you focus over here and then ultimately at the top of the pyramid is kind of the where it all comes together.
0: Well, and, you know, a lot of times when I interview authors, And I get feedback from my listeners that always sort of like, that's so intellectualized. I don't know how to start. Like, sounds great in theory, kind of like reaction, right? And so now what you've really done is you've taken the entirety of your series of work and said like, okay, well, if you want to get started, start here. Right. Right. Once you've gotten that in place, then jump to these. (laughs) And then once you finally got into that, then, you know, come on up here and enjoy the party because life will be grand. And it kind of gives a roadmap for someone who comes into contact with your content to use to help guide them in this process instead of just like, well, I picked up yellow, but that really wasn't at all what I should have been trying to read about at that point. So it's really smart. That you've been able to then, like it's almost like when the Beatles brought the box set out after all of those years. Like you, you just let's bring it all out. Let's look at it again, (laughs) and let's make some new conclusions,
1: right? Yeah, and and what I like is you know, again, if I if I took the collective amount of words that I've written through the the ten series, I mean you're probably average about forty thousand. So you're talking about like a half a million words you know, what I've done is try to condense each of the essential elements of the books down to a very basic, um, you know, Reader's Digest type of, you know, Twitter version of the book. Right. And so if somebody want, sees that and they're like, oh, this is where we need to start, then it's, all right, maybe I'll get Purple 2.0 or Green 2.0 or Golden Goldfish or Pink 2.0 and, and go deeper. If this is
0: the end, Stan, <laughs> what best way for you to sort of put a ribbon on this package that is the Goldfish series and say, I leave you with this. It happens to also be in a nice hardcover format. Right. So it's kind of like the, you know, I don't know, Kobe walking off the court at the end, drop the mic, right? Yeah, like, great. it's That's <laughs> awesome. Um how are you, are you going on the road to present? Like what, what can we expect from Stan post-release?
1: Yeah. So thank you. yeah good, good question. So what, what's kind of cool is, um, on the, the 22nd, so on the 22nd, which we're calling, I love this, Tuesday T W O S day <laughs> Because it is going to be February 22nd of the 22nd year of the second millennia, right? I mean, you can keep going. Second, I, if I really was courageous, I would have done the the. It's we're going to do it noon Eastern, right, to make it convenient for both Europe and the West Coast. But if I was real, if I went all in, I should have started it at two twenty-two, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got a program that afternoon, so I've got, i got unfortunately booked for that. But um, yeah, so super excited! I'm going to get out uh, and launch it. Um, what's great is like the the following week, I'm going to be out in Arizona uh, presenting, and we'll have it out there. And then uh, what's neat is in-person is coming back, which is, which is great. And I think I've gotten really good at the virtual medium. I don't think it'll ever replace in-person. Agreed. But, but, you know, virtual live is, I think, going to be here to stay.
0: Kind of concludes the, the, the audio-only portion of the interview. So, Stan, thank you so much for coming on the program to talk about that stuff. That's super cool. Bonus content We released the video version of this interview on the opposite Wednesday. So if I'm doing my job right and providing you value, you have had the opportunity to be witness to much of what Stan has done in the course of the time that I've been producing this podcast. And our ability to develop a relationship over that period of time makes for the kinds of comfortable conversations like the one that you were just witness to, but I'm going to start encouraging you to spend the additional time that you would need to spend with the video version of this particular interview because there was a tremendous amount of additional value that happened in the questions that needed to stay on the video version. So please, if you are at all finding value in this discussion with Stan, Take the time next Wednesday to join us when we release the video version of this on the So You're in Sales podcast video version, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And in the meantime, like I said in the open, if you want to join us for an episode of the program, if there's something that you feel like would be worth discussing, we're all about having you on, so please don't be shy. Share the episodes around. Let everyone know about all of the great things that are with, happening with the Sewing Sales podcast. And we look forward to continuing to grow our listenership and our viewership of this program in 2022 and beyond. Until next time, this is Roger signing off.